when he mentioned and we did this yesterday the passage in Quran about Ramadan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala followed it up by saying that Ramadan is a limited number of days now the interesting thing here is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when in Quran when he talks about Hajj he mentions that Hajj are the months Ashur Hurum that they're the special months and there by Hajj Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means those months in which you can make Niyah of Ihram and then make the journey to Hajj but the actual Hajj itself is just a few days Ramadan is a month, but Allah Ta'ala chooses to refer to it in Quran Karim as Ayam, as days. And the reason is that Ayam and Ma'dudat, that these are a limited number of days, are going to go by very fast. So some people have completed five fasts, some have done uh, four or six fasts. Uh, so you can consider we've finished the first half of the first Ashara of Ramadan. But it went by really, really fast. Really fast for most people. And so we should sit and reflect. And normally it takes people, you know, like a few days to warm up in Ramadan. It takes a few days, especially those of us who are in hot climates, to adjust to not being able to drink water uh, during the fast. For those who may not be in such hot climates, but mashallah, they have an 18, 20, 21 hour fast. It takes them to adjust not having any food to drink and maybe figuring out their sleep and ibadah schedule. It takes three to five days for the ordinary average believer to adjust to Ramadan. And alhamdulillah, we have now, if you will, completed that grace period. Now it's for us to reflect that just a few days have passed and very limited days are remaining. And now am I on track in terms of my ibadah, in terms of my du'as, in terms of my recitation of Qur'an, understanding Qur'an, in terms of improving my relations? The things that we mentioned in the early Ramadan reminder that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes every fard tantamount and equivalent in terms of its reward and its effect on a believer as 70 fara'id. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes any and every non-fard, whether it's sunnah or nafil, and makes it tantamount to an equivalent and has the effect of the fara'id. So are we maximizing on this? Are we searching for more and more opportunities to do this? So now is the time, now we have to pick up speed. Because Ramadan will go by very fast. I've witnessed also some other people, they get up to a very strong start, and sort of like in the middle of Ramadan or the middle Ashra, they have a dip. They, they, can't, they don't have the himma. They don't have the strength to persevere and maintain in their ibadat, the routine that they made. And that's also, if that happens to any of us, that inshallah it won't but let's say it does or it has in the past that's also very revealing that what is it about me that 
I can't even last 10 or 15 days. I can't last a whole month. And so in the middle of the month or early on in it, I experience this lapse. Allahu Akbar Kabira. And then, mashallah, most people in the last 10 days of Ramadan, they, you know, become very strong and steadfast because they know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put Laylatul Qadr in the last 10 days, Sunnah Itikaf in the last 10 days, the night before Eid, after Ramadan ends. So there's a hadith of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that was accepted by the muhaddithin to understand the virtues and merits and features of Ramadan, even though its chain of narration would not have been strong enough to make it a basis of Islamic law. The hadith is as follows, that Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he divided Ramadan into three parts. That the first part of it, the first third of it is a rahmah, is a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the middle aspect of it, the middle ten days, is the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what does this mean? This has many, many meanings. So there's one standard way we have just been describing it for years. And that is, is that there's a different types of people who come to Allah ta'ala in the month of Ramadan. You can witness this. The men see this in the masjid. There's all types of new people who show up. So the first type of person is that person who was, mashallah, she was pious, he was practicing, they were virtuous, they were already from the salihin. They were living a life of the salihin all year round. Mashallah, somebody like that also shows up in the month of Ramadan. So Allah Ta'ala's rahmah and mercy, different ulama have commented on this hadith, that... Allah Ta'ala's rahmah comes upon them that He accepts their worship all year, He accepts their being from the Salihin, and He sends His incredible mercy on them. He bestows upon them darajat. He raises them in levels of qurb and marafa and nearness and intimate understanding of Him. And because they were, mashallah, well prepared for Ramadan, because they spent all year from the Salihin and Muttaqeen, so immediately they are drowning in the mercies of Allah SWT. So mercy doesn't just mean that Allah Ta'ala is forgiving us. Rahmah means it's His mercy, Allah Ta'ala's compassion, Allah Ta'ala's beneficence. So they're uplifted in the incredible mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah ta'ala's rahmah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Allah ta'ala's rahmah is His dominant attribute, is His most expansive, limitless, overwhelming attribute. At the same time, however, there's another type of believer who shows up in Ramadan, and they're not been living their year like Salihin and Muttaqin. They were lapsing in acts of worship. They were lazy in their deen. They had maybe become distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maybe even they had committed some sins. Even for that believer, the very start of Ramadan in the first 10 days, Ashar of Ramadan and nights, is a rahmah. Means first Allah Ta'ala out of His mercy accepts that person, gives them tawfiq to fast. Allah Ta'ala out of His infinite rahmah and mercy and love and kindness and compassion strengthens that person, gives that person the seeds of taqwa, the strength to do ibadah, gives them tawfiq to pray five times a day. Hmm? Attracts them to read Qur'an, to learn Qur'an, to understand Qur'an, to make dua to Him. In other words, out of Allah Ta'ala's rahmah, that person becomes outwardly and inwardly like the Salihin and Muttaqin and the very start of Ramadan. Allahu Akbar Kabira. 
So then this mercy continues, this intense showering of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy continues. And it lasts for 10 days and nights. And in the middle 10 days become a forgiveness. So now for the first person, because everyone is human, other than the Anbiya alayhim as-salam ajma'in, no one is masoom. Nobody is absolutely pure, pristine, free from any and all error, mistake and sin. So now that first person who, mashallah, had perhaps lived their recent past like Salin and Muttaqeen, but still had some past sins, in the middle 10 days and nights, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started forgiving them for their sagha'ir, for their minor sins. But the second type of person, who was not from the Salihin and Muttaqeen, so therefore he or she may have committed kaba'ir, major sins, this is the term Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses in Quran, sins of enormity, sins of extreme weight, mag- magnitude, or maybe even Billah, sins of profanity, of foulness, of shamelessness. And so for this person, they just spent 10 days and nights fasting and praying and remembering to Allah Ta'ala. And all of that was not even due to their own strength. All of that was itself due to the rahmah, the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala was sort of, you know, uh, running them, you know, operating them through His mercy. Then in the middle of 10 days, Allah starts forgiving their kabair sins. Allah starts keeps forgiving their major sins. Allahu Akbar. And so they spend 10 days and nights still doing the same thing that in the first 10 days and nights, fasting, praying to Allah, making some type of ibadah, giving some level of charity, being on good behavior with others. And Allah starts forgiving their major, 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 major sins. And then finally, the last third, the last set of ten, 9 or 10 days and nights of Ramadan, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam described them as وَآخِرُهُ إِتْكُمْ مِنَ النَّارِ That this last third, the last ten days or nights are actual emancipation from the fire of Jahannam. So what does that mean? That means there's yet a third type of person who showed up in Ramadan. And what was that person? You only become freed of something if you're trapped in it. You only become relieved of something if you were previously destined to it. So it means that this was that believer. This was that mu'min or mu'mina, Muslim or Muslima, who whatever they had done in their past life, before Ramadan started, right up to the very last moment of Shaban, they were actually destined to enter the fire of Jahannam. They were min ahlin nar, min ahli jahannam. Allahu Akbar Kabira. But Ramadan came. And again, remember, not because of their own strength, capability, talent. Out of the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala's tender gaze of loving mercy and compassion found this person. And Allah Ta'ala gave them tawfiq and himma, grace and success and strength and ability. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. To fast in Ramadan, to pray their salah, to recite maybe small amounts of Quran, make some type of dua, to make istighfar and tawbah, to seek Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. And so then they spent 10 days like that and they kept getting the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. They kept getting the compassion and love of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So therefore they continued fasting for all the first 10 days. They continued praying for the first 10 days. Then Allah subhanahu wa sent his maghfirah on them in the middle of 10 days. Allah subhanahu wa forgave them for their sagha'ir, started forgiving them for things. And 
and it builds up, builds up, builds up, such that in the last ten days and night, that Allah Ta'ala changes their destiny. Not their destiny on earth. You know, sometimes we're so worried about what's going to happen to me in my life, what's going to happen to me when I get older. We're so obsessed with our destiny in this life. Actually, we were supposed to be concerned with what is going to be our destiny in the afterlife. And after just 20 days of fasting and praying and turning to Allah Ta'ala in Iman and Tawbah in this life, this person, man or woman, Muslim or Muslima, who prior to Ramadan was from the Ahl Nar, Allah SWT then itkum min nar He frees them from the fire of Jahannam. He changes their destiny in the afterlife. He changes their destiny in the next life. Whatever entire lifetime they had lived, that lifetime had earned them, earned them. They were mustahik, they were deserving and worthy. And Allah Ta'ala in His justice would have been justly placing them in Jahannam, that entire lifetime is erased by just 20 days and nights of Ramadan. And for some then 21 days, because it continues every day and night. For some it's 22 days and nights. For some it's 23 days and nights. And then there's that believer, Allahu Akbar, that only at the last lamha, the very last moment of Ramadan, let's say it's let's say that lunar month, that year, 30 days and nights, after the full 30 days and 30 nights of praying and fasting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in that final lamha, final moment, final second before the Maghrib Adhan, Allah changes their destiny and takes them out of the fire of Jahannam. But again, remember, even all those 30 days, whatever fasting they made and prayers they offered was also just from the hidayah and guidance and tawfiq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is why when Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned another hadith, that there's a bab, you know, you can call it a door, a gate, a portal, a wide thoroughfare avenue to enter Jannah, Rayyan, that is specifically for the people who fast the month of Ramadan. Why? Because there are those people who actually they can't enter through the other gates. There's many meanings that the ulama of Adifs have uh, written on this in commentary. One meaning is, is that why do they have their own gate? Because they don't really have much in their book of deeds except that alhamdulillah every Ramadan they fasted their fast, every Ramadan they prayed their salah, and every Ramadan they turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in some baby steps. That's pretty much all they have in their book of deeds. So they may not be able to enter Jannah through any of the abwab, any of the other gates and doors and portals. But this is a gate that they can enter. And Alhamdulillah, only because of the karam and fazl of Allah SWT, not just one month, they actually did this every month of their life. And I think that covers you and me, inshallah. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to honor this year's month of Ramadan. May Allah Ta'ala, just like so far, these four, five, six fasts, wherever you may be, we were able to offer these fasts and pray our salah and do whatever, any extra thing any one of us may have done, only and only because of the karam and fazl of Allah Ta'ala on us. We make dua that Allah Ta'ala continue this grace upon us for the rest of this month of Ramadan and for every Ramadan 
Ramadan as Alhamdulillah Allah does it with us in the past may he do so in the future so that maybe we will have this hope and especially this latter uh, ummah of this this age and time of fitna that we live in that we have this great hope that we can hold on to which is the month of Ramadan and that is why we should do Qadr of Ramadan we should value Ramadan we should try to share and spread the teachings of deen do dawat ilallah in the month of Ramadan because Ramadan in this day and age especially but even just generally is one of the greatest connectors to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the greatest connectors to our deen one of the greatest connectors to our iman our taqwa our haya our akhlaq our belief and faith uh, our piety and virtuous obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our good behavior and good character anything and everything can happen in Ramadan actually we should just imagine like this that every single thing that mean you've ever heard about deen anything you ever heard about Quran anything you ever learned from the seerah and sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anything you ever read or heard or studied about the lives of the great sahaba kiram radiyallahu ta'ala anum ajmain or the siddiqeen the virtuous true believers the shuhada the martyrs the salihin the pious ones the ulama the true ulama and the true friends of Allah Ta'ala, any and every aspect of deen is there for the taking in Ramadan is there for us to try to practice and adopt and learn in Ramadan that is the power of Ramadan all of deen access to all of deen is placed for all the ummah in this month of Ramadan. Because Allah Ta'ala addressed the verse to who? Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu. All believers. And Allah Ta'ala ended by saying what? La'allakum tattakun. So that each and every believer may get taqwa. And taqwa is the highest thing in deen. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Inna akramakum indallahi atqaakum. Indeed the most honored of you in Allah Ta'ala's regard are the ones who have the most taqwa. So all of taqwa is made accessible to all believers, all of the ummah in this month of Ramadan. That is what Ramadan is. So it is a month of rahmah, a month of mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a month of maghfirah, a month of the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And incredibly, a month where our, the destiny of our afterlife can change. Now, it can be a bit scary for any of us to view ourselves like that. But that is what our humility should be. That is what our submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be. That, Ya Allah, truly there are some things I've done in my life, or even my whole life taken as a whole. If you treat that according to your adl, your sifat the adl, your attribute of justice on the Day of Judgment, then I am totally destined for the fire of Jahannam. But if you send your rahmah on me that day, like you were sending your rahmah on me in Ramadan. In other words, if you send your rahmah on me that day, like you are sending your rahmah on me in Ramadan, how? That I'm not worthy of adopting the outward and inward attributes of salihin, that I do long act of obedience, I fast for so many hours, I pray all my salah, I'm reading Quran, I'm listening to talks, I'm studying deen, I'm understanding Quran. If you out of your mercy could make me from the salihin for this month of Ramadan in this life, then Ya Allah, you out of your rahmah and mercy can make me from the Ahlul Jannah when you take my judgment on the, on the Yawm Al-Qiyamah. So this should be our goal and this should be our dua. And this is why it also comes from the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that used to frequently make dua for Jannah and frequently make dua for salvation, protection from the fire of Jahannam. 
Allahumma inna nas'alukal jannah Allahumma inna na'udhubika minal nar Allahumma ajirna minal nar Right? These are all the different types of du'as of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Cite different wordings that he used to increase in this month of Ramadan. So this should be very important. Not just that we make du'a for our parents, ourselves, our children. We should make du'a for our akhirah and the akhirah of our parents and the akhirah of our children. And we should try to do that at the time of suhoor, the time of iftar, after our salah, anytime we do any ibadah. We should make sure to make du'as for Jannah and du'as for deliverance and salvation and protection from Jahannam as a regular feature of our du'as, especially throughout this month of Ramadan. So we make du'a that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept this Ramadan reminder for me and for all of us who are listening and for all of our friends and families. And may He give us more tawfiq and may He give us more himma, more success, more ability, more strength, perseverance to really strive as much as we can in this month of Ramadan. Wa akhirun ta'wana. Anan hamdulillahi rabbin adameen.